0: Hello, listeners, hello, my family, hello, my friends. I am so happy to be here again in touch with you. So let me tell you, I was a wild child. And the wildness was such that I did not differentiate between humans and animals. I was open to playing incessantly, as often as possible, with humans and with animals. And which were the animals that I was exposed to? Dogs that chose to be adopted by us. We fed them regularly. Cows that came into graves, breaking through the hedges or waiting for the gate to be open. And I was totally indiscriminately affectionate. So one day I was there was silence in the garden. Our garden in Srinagar was my world. And my aunt was taken aback with this silence. And she got a little worried because (laughs) wherever I was, there was noise. (laughs) So she came to the window to look out and she saw me very busy with my back towards our home. She saw me very busy playing with the dog. She heaved a sigh of relief and she went away. But things didn't sit right with her. She wanted to investigate further as to what her niece was up to, this chubby, fat little child sitting next to the dog in such a docile manner, while the dog lay in front of her and played, shaking its legs in the air. So she came down, and what did she see me do? I was busy picking up the fat pigs from the dog and having a nice, tasty snack. She was horrified. She picked me up. She ran me up the staircase. And I'm glad she didn't clean my mouth to death all. (laughs) In any case... Who said that I was a vegetarian? My poor aunt, my aunts, my uncle, my grandmother, my grandfather. They were my life. And I promise you, I made the most of it. I was open to the elements and our garden was a perfect place. It was warm, there was water always in it, the air, the space, and what about the ground? I was totally grounded, grounded to such an extent that when I started clambering through that hole in the hedge to go to school, and by the way, this was you know, younger classes than the nursery. What did my teachers do? If there was any new child, they would promptly make me in charge. So why am I telling you this? Because from a very young age, I was given responsibility. I had shoulders Large enough mm-hmm. for the littler ones. I was little, but they were littler ones who could rest their heads on my shoulder and cry. And what did I tell their mummies? Auntie, koi baat Aapka aaj Main Auntie don't worry. Your child will cry today for a bit but we'll be fine after that. I'm there, aren't I?" This would reassure not only the mother but also the child. And of course, the teachers were very appreciative. So the point I'm making here is responsibility given at a younger age and then the appreciation of a job well done. These are the factors that add to making a childhood healthy and an even healthier adulthood. As we grew a little older, (laughs) my aunt was only five years older than I, and, There was a little room near our wooden staircase where we were made to sleep. So after lunch, we would be put into that room and the door would be shut so that we were not disturbed. And guess what we did? I promise you, having an aunt who is very naughty paves the way for this little toddler who would follow her around and revel in the naughtiness and then choose to become naughtier than the Guru. I tell you, I was a very good Shishya. I was a very good (laughs) disciple. So what would we do? We would place our pillows under the blankets and then there was this window which we would open and what did we have? We had the embracing and welcoming branches of a tree. (laughs) Very softly, very silently, we would get onto this tree, this branch, go down the tree and we had been told, don't eat the apples, don't eat the raw shatush. Don't break the almonds, <laughs> don't break the walnut. <laughs> dare not have the strawberries, let them ripen. Cherries, no way, <laughs> not till we wash them and give it to you. But we would have a blast and we would make lovely tiaras out of the cherries, we would stuff our face with strawberries and we would do whatever we were told not to do. This was our secret every afternoon. But then of course, all the things come to an end. Next to the gate, there was a shatoush tree, mulberry. It's red and juicy. So we both clambered with some difficulty onto this wooden gate got to the top, stood on the wall and climbed onto this tree and stuffed our face with red shatush. We were so happy, we were so, you know that word, single-pointed attention, that is what I learned at a very young age, indirectly. We were so fascinated and focused on the shatush that we forgot the time. So here I will just tell you that when time is spent like this, doing what you love to do, then that doesn't become work. That becomes your passion and your dedication. My aunt and I were passionately and dedicatedly consuming the fruit of the Shakushtra. And we forgot the time. And suddenly we heard noises emanating from the kitchen, where we knew they were going to heat our milk and bring it to us. We jumped off, we ran up, we got into the blankets, up the trees, over the branches, into the window, shut the window and lay (sighs) down. Leaving a sigh of relief and feeling very happy because the very next second, the door opened And my granny came in with two huge glasses of milk. Milk was always considered to be good for our health. And then she looked at us questioningly, and she said, did you go anywhere? And we said, no. Were you asleep all the time? Of course, really. And she put the tray down on the table, she caught both of us by our ears, she dragged us to the mirror and she pointed to the red splotches all over our face. (laughs) We didn't even realize that the evidence would get us into trouble. We were smacked soundly on our bottoms. and. The very next day, the carpenter came and the window was nailed shut. But of course, we figured out ways and means of removing the nails and putting them back and pretending that all was well, all was exactly the way our Nani or rather my nani and her mother wanted it. We always gave the elders the correct respect and due regard all the time. Please remember that elders, betters, family members, adults need to be Respected from the depths of our heart and soul. Another thing that we really loved doing was walking to the bank, the Jhelum River, that went from Rajbar to Residency Road, and we knew the name. And how did we travel? By shikara through the waters. We knew the names of all the shikare walos, Gulla, Abdullah, mebu and sometimes for want of anything else to do, we would just jump on, go to where they were sitting to take or roll the shikara forward with chapas and we would just keep going up. and And they had little heart-shaped chakvas for us so that we could feel very important as if we are the ones who are actually taking people from one side of the river to the other. It was such a beautiful feeling. We kept going up and down till such time as someone was dispatched from home to say, Everyone is getting angry, come home, having fulfilled ourselves, we would carry on and go home. Now, they never charged us. I don't know what they had, some deal with the grandparents or our family. But I can tell you this much, that they respected my grandparents a lot because Anything in our home that was brought for us youngsters was also brought for their children. So it was like our family was huge. It included our uh, loyal servants, it included our maids, it included the gardener who helped my grandfather and all the Shikarawalas and whoever else I think that is where generosity as a quality was shown to me, not told to me, shown to me by action and it just followed through. So when people say, teach with your actions, not your words only, there is a lot of depth And feeling in it. These are the little things that helped to make me what I am, the person I am. And I'm sure these tips to young parents would help in molding their children into wonderful, warm, humane, loving, and compassionate beings. Another thing that happened very early in life, as soon as we became a little older, we used to actually go from Rajwa to Shankracharya, the temple. It was on top of a hill and how did we go? We would run to the Shikara And then we would find there were a lot of waterways. You see, Srinagar is absolutely connected with waterways. And you have all kinds of houseboats uh, selling stuff, shikaras, selling flowers, vegetables. It's beautiful. So we would just jump into any shikara and then find that there is a houseboat, jump into the houseboat, consume their tea and whatever food they wanted to offer. We were doing this on a daily basis, so everyone knew us. Good for us. At Dal Lake, we would get off, we would run up the hill, pay our respects to this little dark temple, sometimes trip on the rocks, fall, hurt ourselves. But yes, the excitement of the adventure was such that blood hurts, dust, They didn't matter at all. We were resilient. We were courageous. We thought that we were the conquerors of the world. And we would just get up and smilingly rush across. And all our goals were completed to the fullest. That sense of achievement, you know, that sense of being empowered started very early in life. For all of us, it was so beautiful. And this garden that I was telling you, the amount of tea parties we've had. And when I say tea parties, I'm talking about our neighborhood, we would actually get not only are dolls married to each other, but even our dogs, we would just wait for an opportunity to party. By the way, that still carries on. I love to party. (laughs) It doesn't matter if I'm 69. (laughs) I think even at 96, I'll be partying. (laughs) So, it would not be like a toy thing. Our parents would come, the other side, <laughs> the some of these parents would come and it would be a lavish tea and everything, all the rites and the rituals for this guddha and goody would take place to the best of our ability. And what joy to eat whatever we could lay our hands on. It was so beautiful. There was a sense of camaraderie, there was a sense of belonging, and it never mattered in those days. In fact, it still doesn't, whether you're a Muslim or a Hindu. We were humans and we loved each other. They're families that we have known for four generations, and we go and stay with them. We live with them and we go and visit everyone. They have a school. I have given dogs at the school. For all the children, it doesn't matter because the bottom line is we are one. God doesn't differentiate between us. Why should we I'm going to tell you a little story. What did I do when my twins could speak? I told them, I said, say the Gayatri Mantra, say Ikumkar Satna, say Laila illa Say, thank you God for the world so sweet. Thank you God for the food we eat. Thank you God for the birds that sing. Thank you, God, for everything. And then I tell them, I said, God is your friend. So the fifth thing is, you can say anything to him or her. And you can talk about your day. You can share your joys and sorrows. Whatever is the deepest part of you, you can share with God. And they used to do that, till one fine day, they went to someone's house and they saw this huge ornate room. We live in Chennai and they were little kids from school. And they said, what is this? Because there was a lot of gold, there were statues, there were pictures, there were bells. it was beautiful. And the lady said, this is a puja room. And the next question was, don't you have a puja room in your house? And they said, we don't have a room, but all these things are all over our house. They're on shelves, they're in cupboards. Our mom has all these things in her house. And then she said, okay, how do you pray? So these two stood up, folded their hands, shut their eyes and said, The Gayatri Mantra said, the Sikh prayer said, the Muslim one said, the Christian one, and then they said, and then we speak to God. So she said, what are you? They had never been asked such a question before in their short life, what are you? They said, what do you mean? She said, are you Hindu? Are you Sikh? Are you Muslim? Are you Christian? What are you? And they said, "Uh, auntie, we don't know. So they came home and they said, mom, looking up at me with their arms akimbo, mom, what are we? And uh, I said, what do you mean? They said, "Ma, are we Hindu? Are we Muslim? Are we Sikh? Are we Christian? What are we? And I said, Who asked you and why? So they went into the story and this is what I tell them. I tell everyone that I talk to. This is what I explain to them. I said, but Charles these distinctions, these differences are all man-made, because according to God, we are all one. So if anyone asks you, what are you? You will just say, we are citizens of the world. They understood this. And when they turned 14, I had to take my daughter I have twins, a boy and a girl. I had to take them or take her to the hospital. And guess what the form said? Religion. I was stumped for a moment. I thought over it and immediately I wrote Indian. Because under Indian you have Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Isai, Jew, Parsi, Gujarati, Marathi, uh, everything, Himachali, Assamese, everything. So I wrote Indian. Do you know what my daughter did? She took the pen from my hand. She scratched out the name Indian. I was wondering what she was going to write. And then she wrote, universal. that was something that I was so taken aback. And I am so glad that somehow or the other these ideas have gone down to my kids. And I hope there is peace in the world for all of us. God bless. I'm looking forward. To my next I can feel your love coming out to me. Thank you, God.